Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Stories, profiles, and interviews of courage, triumph, and perseverance. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host. And joining me, as always, I look at her beautiful face every single day. My wife, her name is... Did you forget my name? Yeah, I did. What is it? I've said it six times today already. Really? It's just Jen. (laughs) I would never forget your name. We've been podcast busy. What? We've been podcast busy. I Okay. I've not heard that term before, but yes, we have been. Yeah. We are moving and shaking. Yeah. Making things happen. Yes, we are. Interviewing some awesome people. Mm Mm-hmm. Having fun. Talking about hope. We are hawkers of hope. We are originators of optimism. We are purveyors of positivity. We are engineers of encouragement. Jennifer, did you know we were all the things? Yes, we're total hope dealers. We are. Yes. Choo-choo. That's right. That's the hope train. I'm moving on down the tracks, and we're going to do so again today. Okay. You know, I'm excited about today's episode because I really, really believe that the best way to get hope is to come alongside other people in need. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's, that's, I mean, if not hope, if it doesn't spark hope immediately, here's what it does do is it takes you away from thinking about your own problems. Oh, for sure. It helps us a lot. What? It takes us away from our own problems. <laughs> <laughs> Coming alongside other people. Yeah. Having a discussion. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, we're going to have a fascinating discussion today with Brian Wollenberg, and I'll tell you a little bit more about him, but just basically know that he's gone from like when he was in the early 20s taking money out of his own pocket, 1500 bucks to feed 50 families wow. at Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. In his early 20s. Tells wow. you a little bit about his character, like $1,500 of his own money, not for himself, not for video games, not for a new bicycle, not for a car, but he takes that, spends that, and actually feeds 50 families at Thanksgiving. That's turned into him feeding 5,000 families this November. That's his mission. Oh so I, I think that guy is a hope dealer if there was yes, ever a hope he dealer. Is. You know, being on the front lines of hope feeding people. Like, yes. there's nothing, like, if you don't have food, I know. Yeah. You don't even have to describe that to me. What would happen if you had no food? I'd be super hangry. (laughs) Super hangry. I live with you. I know you would. Yes. There's no question. You'd be hangry. I would definitely be. You'd you'd be honorary. You wouldn't be fun to be around. Yeah. I I like to eat. Really? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't tell by looking at you. Well, thank you. I think you'd like to work out more. You'd like to eat it's called you like balance. to work out slightly more than you like to eat. It's called balance. I do both. You do do both. Yes. All right, Jennifer, we got joke time. Joke happening. time. Time to tell funnies. I like funnies. Okay, do you, you ready? Or I you... am. Actually, you go first. Okay, so I'm going to go. Okay, you go. Now, you, you may react a little to this one, but what do you call a guy who will not ever pass gas in public? Bloated? No. <laughs> a private tutor. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's gross. Gross but funny. Yeah. I knew you would laugh. A private tutor. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so what's your funny? Okay, you ready? Yeah. Why shouldn't you tell secrets in a cornfield? Why shouldn't you tell secrets in a cornfield? I have no idea. There are way too many ears. (laughs) True. 
That's that like, was funny. That's that was a good one. That's another harvesty holiday joke for you. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Way too many ears. There are Makes lots. me want corn. Does it make you want corn? It does make me want corn. You want corn in Mexico, huh? You want that, that secret corn sauce that they put on the ears in Mexico when they barbecue yeah. them up. Yeah. What's it called again? I don't know. You don't remember? No, I don't remember, but they sell it at Trader Joe's. Is it is it red or is it green? It's is it red. What? It's spicy. It's spicy? Yep. So it's hot? Yes. You don't like hot stuff. It's not hot, hot. Like, you can't. You can't it's not like a jalapeno hot? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It's spicy. Caliente? Well, I do know that they slather up ears of corn down there real mm-hmm. good, and I'm just thinking right now, that sounds awesome. And you have to love butter, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, you do. Well, speaking of food, I'm excited to talk with our guest today, Brian Wollenberg. He is the founder of the Byron Saunders Foundation. You can find them at byronsaundersfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. And it's all about feeding hungry families at Thanksgiving. So I'm going to call him. We're going to get him on the line. And we're going to hear about his mission to help end hunger in his local community, especially on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, that's great. Doesn't it sound awesome? Yeah. Let's talk to this uh, world changer, mover, shaker. Let's call him. I'm going to call him up right now. All right. I've got Brian Wollenberg on the line. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, we are doing fantastic. We are living our best pandemic life in California right now, which means that we're not only dealing with COVID, but we're also dealing with rolling blackouts, a heat wave, (laughs) and some fires. But hey, why not? It's 2020. This would be the year to have it all. Exactly. Yes, exactly. (laughs) How are you? You're out in Columbus, Ohio, right? It's shining some days. It's a little dreary other days, but uh, raining off and on. But that's good, too. Not, it's not like San Diego, it's, but it's a great place to live. Well, I, I think Jen and I would be jealous for a little rain right now. I think that that sounds absolutely fabulous. But, yes. uh, yeah, so, well, we're happy to have you on the line. And uh, yeah, I really was excited to talk with you, Brian, because, you know, one of our former guests, Frank, had referred us to you. And here's what he said about mm-hmm. you. He said, I want you to introduce I want I want to introduce you to a guy that started a grassroots campaign to feed people that's turned into feeding thousands of people every year around Thanksgiving. And I'm like, that sounds like a world changer kind of guy to me. I can't wait to talk with him. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about about uh, yourself and about this uh, campaign that you started or or took over? Thank you again, uh, Sean and Jen, for having me. So delighted to be here. So I uh, am 46 years old and started this when I was about 23. So when it started was, it was a, I can go back further, the, how I got the passion for it. My parents involved me and my sisters in an organization called St. Vincent de Paul. And it's a organization that is kind of like a charity part of the Catholic Church. And so what basically it does is, is that a family will go out shopping and take it to a family that needs some support, whatever that looks like, could be basic necessities and whatnot. And so I saw that at a young age and that, and I commend my dad and my parents, you know, people ask what's the greatest thing your parents did for you. That's the greatest thing they've ever did for me is included us in that because the passion I have now is because of that. That was the foundation. I love that. You, you were witness uh, to their yeah. charitable endeavors. You were witness to them yeah. stepping outside of their own concerns and coming alongside others to help them with their concerns. And I think that that's a, that's a really, really 
powerful lesson. I think uh, all of us as parents should uh, attempt to instill that in some form or fashion with all of our kids. Most definitely. Um, then you fast forward to about 95, 96, maybe about 22, 21, I guess I would have been. But anyway, the uh, my mother was a teacher at, at a local school here in Columbus, and she knew a lady that did adopt a family. She did adopt a family, and she needed the the teachers in, this, in my mother's school would help with the names that would get to the adoptive family. Well, I got to be good friends with her, and she's like, I do Christmas adoptive family. Why don't you do Thanksgiving? Because I was still not clear on what what was next, but I knew that there was something that I wanted to do. I just didn't know. And then she comes and says, I do Christmas. Why don't you do Thanksgiving? That's where the Thanksgiving came. 97, uh, that again, was 97. We helped 50 families that year out of my own pocket. Out of your own pocket. So, so what were you doing at the time that you, that you had the resources to literally buy 50 families a meal and, and how much does that cost? So I vaguely remember about about 1500 bucks, I want to say something like that too. And that was, I was living at home and with my parents and I was also, working at a place, let's see, I was at Wendy's part-time, and then I was, but then I worked at a place called Coca-Cola. That's where I met Byron Saunders. So that's where that comes in. So let me just back back up. You were working part-time at Wendy's and several other places, and you took $1,500 of your own money for feeding Thanksgiving folks, 50 families wow. at Thanksgiving. That, that is huge. Yeah. Like, and he's yeah. so young too. Like yeah. most young kids aren't thinking about spending money on others. So that is, that's amazing. That had to have been one yeah. of the greatest feelings that you've ever had. It was very overwhelming. And what I mean, overwhelming, overwhelming joy, love. I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times now I don't hear the impact of the family like I, because it's, it's, it's bigger and I'll explain that, but, but I don't get to meet a lot of the families like I did back then. And that was, a, that would bring you tears, would bring you hope. And yeah, it would just make you feel very good. Made, you, made, was, you, made you feel like it, you were doing something good. Made you feel like there was a purpose for your yeah. life. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just, it makes me think that, you know, our kids are watching us kids are watching what we do people are watching what we do our kids our cousins are our people are watching people see what their parents are doing and because the example that my parents had with us that was a that was a big impact on and who he surrounded himself with not just them but who my dad surrounded himself with in the passion that those people had impacted me so it was just wasn't just him but it was all the other people too yes and so that that makes a difference now your name is brian wollenberg yet it's the byron saunders foundation that is feeding all of these people now so i'm super curious as to who byron saunders is and how this foundation got started so same year, 1997, I was working at Coca-Cola. It's still part-time Wendy's, but then uh, full-time at Coca-Cola. And the warehouse 
and w- was working second shift. And my second shift supervisor, uh, Byron Saunders, he was just the nicest guy. Nicest guy. Second shift, a lot of times, got half your day and you got to like, go to work. And it was a lot of good times. And then there was a lot of times where he just didn't want to be there. But he always made it great. And I never forgot that. I was there for a year and a half. I left there, honestly, a better paying job. And then in 99, he died in a car accident. So when we became a nonprofit, it was 2002. And that's when we named it after him. It was just in my heart to name it after him. He helped out the, the first couple of years to, to delivering meals, 97, 98. But as far as, he just had an impact on me. He had an impact on me and just good guy, that's a great life. And it was in my heart to name it after him in 2002 and the rest is history. I want to venture to say that you right now in, in the brief time that we've been talking are probably one of the more selfless people I've met. I can tell that right now. I can tell that right away. I mean, number one, your heart for others. When when you're working at Wendy's and Coca-Cola as essentially a kid, I mean, to take your money and feed 50 families, you know, it was the equivalent of 1500 bucks at the time. And then somebody that comes alongside you, somebody that you like, somebody that was helping you out, somebody that maybe was a mentor to you, passes away unexpectedly in a car, and you have this foundation, and it has nothing to do with you. You name it after him. I just think that that's like just another example of you not wanting to to be selfish but being selfless. I think that's that's really, really powerful. Kudos to you for that. Thank you. How did his How did his family respond to that? How did How did his family, you know, react to you naming the foundation after him? You know, I named it after him for a couple years at least, and then I finally got in touch with the family, and I didn't know his wife. I didn't know how to get a hold of him or his. He was married, but he had a couple couple kids, and I've got connected with his son which is amazing. His name's Brandon. Got to meet Brandon many times and his wife. And, you know, they were surprised and honored. It's just one of those things where I think they were overwhelmed probably, but at the same time, it's like, that's who I was led to name it after, you know? And it was my pleasure to name it after somebody, and I, I didn't want it to be named after me. That's That's clear, and that's obvious. It's great that he... He was able to, in a short period of time, impact you in such a way that what you're doing with this foundation, you decided to honor him with naming it after him. And I think I think that's incredible. So I really want to talk about what the mission of the foundation is and then what, what you do. So you went from feeding 50 people to now, I think, every single year feeding thousands of people in and around your neck of the woods, all, around, all in Columbus, all in Ohio. Yeah, so... We started 50, now we're up to 4,500 families. So what that does is each family gets a box of non-perishables and a $15 gift card. Why the gift card? What we learned from the first year is not everybody likes turkey. Turkeys melt in especially Central Ohio at that time of year. Why? Because it could be 20 degrees, but it could be 60 degrees. So you can't just go buy a turkey, deliver them maybe an hour later. It has to be a quick turnaround if you get those. So this year, I'm looking at 5,000 families. And how we get that number is is Franklin is the main county. We have a total of seven chapters now. Franklin County is one. Then we have six other ones around Franklin. 
the other counties surrounding it. And I've met a lot of great people and enrolled them in starting a chapter. And what that looks like is, I would give you a county like Delaware or Fairfield or Union. These are central Ohio counties. What they will do is they'll go and duplicate what we have done over the years and start their own county. So it's Biden Saunders Foundation, Union County, let's say. And what they do is they got a president, they got a marketing fundraising, and everything that they create stays in that county. Monetary, non-perishable recipient. That's what I do now is chapter development. It's a win-win because it's local. Everything stays that in there that you, in your county. It doesn't go out of your county. It's um, the recipient stays there. You can get your kids involved. I encourage families to get involved. It could be part of a board to volunteering. It's local. My goal is to enroll people like my parents did with me. Enroll them to involve their kids at a young age to where you're showing them okay, mom, where are you going? I'm going to a board meeting. Well, instead of her leaving for two hours, what if she said to her family, look, we're going to do this, this, this together instead of saying, I've got to leave my family for two hours. Getting them involved in in seeing the actual, you know, coming alongside people. And I would imagine doing this, I mean, feeding 4,500, and now the goal this year for this November is 5,000 families. I just think about that and I'm like, what an impact, you know, like to be able to give food to 5,000 people in need, 5,000 families in need. I imagine that you've heard some pretty incredible uh, stories coming out of this. I mean, I I, I just can't help but think that somehow, some way that this effort is, is generating real impact in and around your community, real hope for some, because I imagine they look at it and go like, how are we going to eat? How are we going to provide for Thanksgiving? And like you, you are dealing hope. You're on the front lines of hope in the most basic of forms, which is feeding people that may not have had food otherwise. Well, so what happens is, is how we find the family. Now we have, so when we had 50, we worked with the school district and the teachers. Okay. Well now, instead of us reinventing that wheel, what we have done is there's three ways that people can find a family. We work with different agencies, big brothers, big sisters, YMCA, different food pantries. I would say 75% of the suburban food pantries in central Ohio we, we work with to other agencies that what they do is they know the client on a regular basis and then they come get it and they distribute it. So let's say Sacramento YMCA or Sacramento Big Brothers Big Sisters. They knew 50 families because they knew they, who really could use one. And so they would come get it and they distribute it because they know the family on a personal basis then. And I think that's very important because I do everything. We find people, they know how to find a family because they work with the, uh, work with them on a yearly basis. They know who needs support and who doesn't. So that's one way. Let's say somebody says, I know a family that needs help at Thanksgiving. That's a good referral too. They are recognizing a need, a need for support for a family. That, that's what we're looking for. There has to be some type of accountability there. But then there's also the family itself, if they would want something that they need if they fill out an online uh, request form. And we have about 100 of those. So it's a matter of somebody identifying the family and finding the organizations that need support 
to finding the family. So there's all kinds of different ways. Could be health worker, could be a social worker. Social workers are amazing. There's a great contact because they know the families on a personal basis. And we get a lot from that. And I will say what comes to mind when families is like, you know, the biggest thing is, is that I don't know what we would have done if it wasn't for this. So meaning, meaning you wouldn't, you don't know what you would have done if it wasn't for the network or the people that help you or people coming alongside you to say, okay, here, here are the deserving families. Yeah. So the family would say to us, I don't know what I would have done without your support. And so we get that a lot. A lot. It could be someone they got laid off, and so, but they've come back. That's the number one. We don't know what we would have done if you didn't help us at Thanksgiving. So now, are you expecting a greater need because of COVID and the impact on people this year? I mean, how how are you bracing for yes. what COVID has likely done in terms of the need for this November? A couple things. The need is big, and it's even bigger than ever. And so, people laid off. So I'm expecting. Definitely record number. Definitely record number. We get food from food drives, okay? And so what that looks like is, is we go anywhere in Columbus to go drop a box off, pick it up. You know, it could be two weeks, three weeks, a month, you know, but if someone wants to do a food drive, we will do it. But there's a lot of people that aren't at work. But there's churches that do food drives. So um, churches not as full. So I'm giving a lot of, they don't even know yet. <laughs> I'm going to be confident they can do a food drive. Yeah, but, the challenges but of, of the logistics, the challenges of the shutdown and how it's yep. affected communities, how it's affected churches, how it's yep. affected, you know, pretty much everybody. And so one question I had, do you guys only do this at Thanksgiving, November, or do, are you trying to feed people throughout the year? Just Thanksgiving. Just Thanksgiving. Just so Thanksgiving. Every, everything builds up to November. So like, so all throughout the year. Yep. You'll gather food, raise money, do whatever you need to do to prepare for the thousands and thousands of meals that you'll give out at Thanksgiving. Correct. And then we're trying to expand it around as much as Ohio as possible. And as right now, we're, there's 88 counties in Ohio, and we're in seven counties. So it would be, that's my goal. It's someday be up that many, but it's fun. It's fun. I'm learning. You know, I, had a lot of health issues and I'm on disability. And so that's where I get supported through that. And it's been a blessing because I had colitis really bad. It made me to have more time and concentrate on this and seeing it get bigger. Wow. So, so a health challenge on your side has led to you again, thinking about others and brainstorming how to help others. Another example of selflessness, I think, that uh, you exhibit. And, and I, yeah, I, I am inspired by that. You know, I'm inspired by how you don't really look at your own situation. You continue to look at the situation of others in need. And I think that that's one key component of the whole equation of, of hope is when you come along somebody else to focus on helping them with their problems, the indirect effect that you yourself benefit from is an increase in your own hope because you're not focused on your own you yeah. know, issues and concerns. Yeah. You're coming alongside somebody else and focusing on theirs. Something I've learned is, is that I'm, I'm a supporter. I love to support people. And I, I would tell you, the more I reach out to support people, the more it just comes back to you. And it could be a nice gesture. It doesn't have to be a, it, it just can be something so simple. It doesn't have to be big. 
something small, simple. But I can tell you, during the, the colitis and all that stuff, it was not easy because I was very frustrated. I was asking God why, you know, and I can still remember sitting in the room in, in my hospital saying, I don't care what anybody else has got next to me. I want what they've got because I cannot stand this. And I was very frustrated. So I, yeah, it was a time, just like COVID, time passes. We learn from it. And now because of, I went through that, I'm better for it now. And I understand it now. So at the time I didn't. So that part is encouraging and I can give people hope because there's hope there's the next day. Today, I like to say today is promised, tomorrow's not. And we just got to make the best of what we've got today and one day at a time. One yeah, day at a time. One, I think and, that's the anthem for this year. One day at a yeah. time. There's been so much thrown at us that uh, to try to focus on uh, trying to, to deal with it all is is very difficult. One day at a time, I think, is the is the mantra for 2020. So, one question that I have yeah. is is relative to what you've what you've seen and what you've been a part of. I mean, like literally, if you're going to feed 4,500, 5,000 families this year, you know, I look back over the history, maybe 17, 18 years of of when you've been doing this, and you've literally fed tens of thousands of people during that time. So given that you've been doing it for 17 years, has anybody that has been the benefactor of one of your meals come back to then work in your organization? Has your mission been fulfilled? Like you talked about, hey, as a kid, I I witnessed my parents doing this. So have you had people come back around and go, you know what, I want to, I I benefited. I got one of those meals back in 2005 and I want to be part of this organization. Yes, one of our chapter presidents, her and her family, got a meal a few years back and she's one of the presidents for our uh, chapters. So she got a great story and great person. I'm single, was a single mother for a, a, a while and got married a few years back to a wonderful man. And they have, they had like five or six kids now. And so it was at first was tough, but uh, I knew her from high school. And so she is an unbelievable person, and, you know, we reached out. I talked to her and her husband about a couple of years ago. Last year, mentioned it again, and then we're rolling out their inaugural 2020 Thanksgiving process in their county. So what that looks like, they'll feed maybe 25 families. But we want them to get their feet wet. Because sometimes I don't reflect on that and to see where they were at to where they're now very impactful. I know it wasn't easy for her at the time being a single mother and seeing her thrive now is great. We're always looking for good, integrity, character people that would love to join Byron Saunders. That's what I'm always looking for. And if, if someone comes to me and says, I want to volunteer, I will find them something. <laughs> I'll tell you a story that really touched me this year was an Eagle Scout got us some networking. This lady knew this guy that was getting his Eagle Scout, and he's creating all this during coronavirus, which is amazing. He's doing a food drive, doing all that stuff, you know, whatever that takes. And then in November, he will come and support us with the inventory, the, the packing, because the, everything that comes in, we got to know where it was from and how many 
and all that. Just it, it, we got to do inventory, all that stuff. So he'll do that in November. So to see what he's going to create during all this pandemic and whatever, and the kids, and he's probably been more than sixteen. So just to see his like willingness to really do whatever it takes is that's inspiring to me. Those are the stories that inspire me too because I'm. They used to seem so many, but that's the one that comes up right now. Is like, okay, I got this pandemic. You know, how can I create the win-win where I'm not exposing myself to somebody, but I can get the food to, you know, and so it's just a matter of um, finding finding a way to do it, be creative. Um, something I wanted to tell you, too, is is that we are, so, so let's say we don't do as many pre-drives. Well, people can go and donate, and we can take that money and go buy the food. How would, how would somebody donate? Money. So for the Byron Saunders Foundation, how would somebody donate to the foundation? So they would go to our website and go to, um, it, it's, it's, just, it's byronsaundersfoundation.org, byronsaundersfoundation.org, and then you can go to where it says donate. And you can see, you go through the whole chapters and see all the chapters. But if someone wanted to donate, they could donate. And where it says main chapter, that's Franklin. But then you got the other ones that we're involved with right now. And you can donate to any of those chapters. And those are counties. And those, what that will do is it'll go like, like let's say, Fairfield County. I wanted to donate to Fairfield. Then you would hit that button and it goes straight to Fairfield County. And then you can go to their page. The page is on the, the, the first page and scroll down and you'll see other counties. It's Fairfield, and you'll see the board there and other counties. It's really cool. And so that's the number one way where, because we can go buy the food, and we could go to, like, Aldi or, or I don't know what you, uh, Aldi or some of these other places and, you know, order the food a week before and then go pick it up and, and inventory it and all that stuff. And so it actually might be um, a lot easier, but because we're not, can't we, we're buying it, 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 it should be in date, of course. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of ways to create it, think of it. And these are all ways to where I've experienced it. And it's just a matter of those families, that the, the end result, that's what I always look at. The end result is not me or somebody that's volunteering. The end result is the family. And they don't have a choice. They need support at Thanksgiving, so we get to be creative now to figure out ways to to, to get this to work. Yeah, so, I I agree, and, and and I and I think you're doing a great job. I think that what you're doing, what you've been able to accomplish, and the network of people that have come alongside you to not only raise money but to also gather food, the food drives to then also distribute and then to select the families. I mean, you've put together quite a network of people all originating from what you saw and witnessed as a kid coming alongside families in need coming alongside people that need food coming alongside your community to make a difference i mean i think that that is a very very inspirational message of hope i think you're doing really really good work very good work brian thank you appreciate that thank you and it's 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 fun it's fun to to do it really is. It's fun to get. It's really 
a blessing to serve, you know, so it's my pleasure. I think I think the serving is where the hope is generated. When you come alongside somebody else and serve them, attend to their needs, attend to what they, they have as a present, critical, everyday need, you can't help but be instilled with hope yourself, and you're instilling hope in them. It's, it's like a double benefit. Like you yeah. get what you're giving, you know, you're receiving what you're giving to somebody else. And, uh, and I love that. So for those of our listeners that would like to help support Brian, you can go to Brian or excuse me, uh, Byron Saunders. It's B Y R O N Saunders, S A U N D E R S foundation.org Byron Saunders foundation.org. And you can make a donation there and uh, help feed some family in need uh, this Thanksgiving. And I, I think we're doing this at a perfect time. This this show will air probably in uh, late September, early October. So we'll be able to help your cause. Awesome. Thank you. That would be great. Thank you that so much for awesome. joining us, Brian. I, I really appreciate it. Sure. I love hearing about your organization. I love hearing about the foundation. I love, I feel like you are on the front lines of, of hope right now in, in the most basic form, helping to feed families. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you and Jen so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Jim, were you not inspired? I've, I feel like I want to go out and feed families now. I know. Well, we kind of do because we are, we do participate in Feed the Hungry. Yes. And we also have um, some Compassion I. International kids. We do that every year at Thanksgiving. We do right. the 5K, 10K. They're right. probably not going to have it this year. They probably aren't, but you still can donate food or whatever uh, money. And we also have some other children that we sponsor through a food program. Called Our Kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you love it when you're 24 and 22 year old come back home and stay for a few days and next thing you know you're completely wiped out of the pantry and refrigerator? Oh, they love it. Especially the boys. Oh, yes. They come for up here sure. and I have food. You know, what, what do they say? Oh, I had uh, you guys have so much food like we 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 just want to eat it. Yeah, they they actually just did say that. They're like you have so much food that it makes it hard to live here and stay on our goals. And I'm like, I don't have a problem. Well, here's what we need to do. We need to take some of that food, uh-huh. some of that canned food, and we need to give it away. I'm, based on Brian's interview, I think we should take some of our food and absolutely donate it for a food pantry. I would love to do that. And then I think we should, if we're able to, go down and actually help deliver food to people. We should go work at Loaves and Fishes this holiday yes. season. Yes, in Sacramento, there's a great yes. place called Loaves and Fishes, and they feed the hungry all throughout the year, mm-hmm. and they do something really big at Thanksgiving. You but, actually get to serve them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was inspired. I mean, like, honestly, I think I said this in the in the show, but this is one of the most selfless people I've met. Yeah. To have him in his early 20s take 1500 bucks of his own money to go feed 50 families, and then fast forward 18, 19, 20 years later, and here he is feeding 5,000 families and he mm-hmm. names the foundation not after himself not after some you know nebulous whatever but after some guy that had really come alongside him made an impact in his life he names the whole foundation like forever moving yes. forward foundations can last longer than we can as right. humans forever moving forward it's this guy's name yeah i think that's really cool i just think he's a he's a very selfless person and and uh you know i'm happy to have met him brian you're awesome thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your truth and your yeah. story I have a, actually a fun fact for you. What? I know what that season's called. 
What season? Oh, the did you remember? Me. Yeah. The uh, the corn thing that yeah. we were talking about so, earlier? So earlier I had mentioned there was a corn seasoning in Mexico. It was kicking along in your head and you just couldn't let it go. And then finally it, it hit you. Yes. It is called at Trader Joe's. You have to get it and put it on your corn. You can put it on whatever else too. But it's called everything but the elote. Mm. So inside of it, you'll have salt, chili pepper, cheese, chipotle, and cumin. And it's just, it's very... Mexico reminds me. Sometimes I wish I was a foodie like you. Like you get so excited talking about food and you get so animated. I highly recommend the seasoning. So go out and get your summit. Based on a highly recommend. And everything but the bagel too. What? You might as well get both while you're there. Well, might as well. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Two for one. Uh, All right. So how do people connect with us if they want to connect with us on the social media? On social media, we are at Hope Radio Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram. And here's all I would say. If you enjoyed the show today, share it. Share it with somebody that you know. Send it out into the ether. You know, look at the, the, click those little three dots at the top of your page there and go share and text it to somebody. That's what I, that's what I challenge you to do. Share the Hope Radio Podcast with someone else. Give a gift of hope to others. How's that sound? I think that's a great idea. I think it is too. Yes. You know, speaking of great ideas, uh-huh. I think another great idea would be to do another show. I think that's a brilliant idea. Let's do one more. I'm ready. Here's a preview of Hope Radio Podcast, episode number 71. What's important is to gain the lessons, I think, that come from these experiences because I'm a person who is a professional rescuer. I have all the tools and equipment to be completely off the grid and safe. And I was finding myself alone in my home at the time the most powerful storm to ever hit the Atlantic Basin came barreling through and, and made a direct hit over my, my home and tore the roof off and left me buried alive in what I call the wind coffin for almost 24 hours. And there was that dawning moment when I realized that I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this situation.